trust in God and God will make your path straight. And in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. For those that uh, arrived a bit after the start, I did say that um, we sent out an email yesterday just to tell everyone that I, I was in a clergy conference and there were a few priests that got COVID. So I'm taking all the precautions I can um, I did my rat test, so I'm doing the close contact, so for the last three days I've done it, and my nose is a bit runny because of the little thing that you put in your nose, it's making it feel like a bit of a sandpaper situation, and I'm not used to masks, so it's going to take me a bit of time to get used to it because it just dries my throat out, so if you hear me coughing, it's more that I can't breathe than uh, the fact that I'm unwell, so thank you for being with me, and thank you, Glenda, for helping out with the uh, IT stuff. We're going to make an IT person out of you before, before the end of the year. So thank you so much. When we come to the Trinity, I always worry a bit. It always gives me anxiety because it's this concept that's in, infinite. It's just got so many possibilities and ways of thinking about it. I used to say to the kids at chapel, you know, I'm a father, I'm a priest, I'm your teacher, I've got, uh, I've got all these other things that I do. And they'd go, oh, yeah, okay, I get that. Cool and normal, Rev Rob, we get that. And then in my mind, I'm thinking, yeah, but I can't be all that at the same time. I can't be a, I can't be a priest here and then be with my daughters at home playing Nintendo. Or I can't be a priest here and be with someone that needs some pastoral care today. I'm, I can only be in one space at the one time. And yet with the Holy, with the Holy Spirit, Jesus and God the Father... They're in all places at all times. How does that work? How does that... Does, that just blows my mind. I just kind of explode in my head. I go, I just stop there. So if we try to... Jesus says today that he's going to tell us things and he's going to share things with us, but our minds might not be able to bear them now. And bear, just the word bear just means to understand them now. So as we hear the things in the gospel, sometimes we might not be able to understand it now. And that now could be the result of a faith journey. Maybe you're on a faith journey and as you go on that faith journey, the more faith and understand, the more understanding and wisdom you gain in the Bible, the more faith that you grow with. And so at a point in your life, there could be a point of understanding something that Jesus has said, but it comes with that journey. So the idea of peace. It's taken me a long while to get to the point of understanding the peace beyond all understanding. You kind of go up and down and things are going well, you go, God's with me, things are going bad, oh, he's left me. And you're kind of jumping up and down with the idea of God being with you when everything's going well and God being against you when everything's going poorly. And yet the peace that surpasses all understanding says, God is with me whether things are good or bad, God doesn't leave my side. And so I have that understanding now, and that's come as a journey. But sometimes we're going to not be able to understand things because we're here on earth. And I just, I'm just scrolling down to a passage that I found in John 3, verses 12 to 13. If I have told you about earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except the one who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Some things are just going to require us to have faith. 
We won't be able to create... We can hear the doctrine, one God, three persons, but we might not be able to understand it at the deeper level. And part of that not understanding it might be because we've not been to heaven. Jesus tells us all that is in heaven. But until we, are, until we get there, we might not get that understanding. So not being able to understand it here and now could be a, could be a function of us being in the world and not yet with Jesus. And I think the Trinity is one of those things. If we try and understand the Trinity as a doctrine, it's not going to be revealed to us in the here and now. It's something that is a gift for us when we get to be with our Father in heaven. So I thought about it, and I was sitting in St. Linus just preparing my sermon, thinking, well, Lord, help me here. I'm just going, this is a really difficult one for me. As I said, it causes me anxiety every year. And so God just kind of took my mind and took it along the journey of what we're doing here in the parish. We're praying for 100 days to understand God's purpose in our parish, to understand God's purpose in our life. So then I sat with it and I thought, well, I might not understand the doctrine, but what can I use out of the knowledge of the Trinity to help me grow my faith, to help me grow as a disciple? And that started to clear up all the anxiety. And I, I've, I've got a few things here, but it's not an infinite list. It's not an exhaustive list by any stretch of the imagination. Genesis 1.26 says, Then God said, Let us make humans in our image according to our likeness. As we read the creation story, we hear the idea of let there be, let us, let, let us make. Sorry, let there be. Let there be light. Let there be water. But when we get to humans, it's let us make. And to me, I always like to find the first reference of anything that we see in the New Testament in the Old Testament. And I think that's the first reference to me about the Trinitarian nature of God. Let us make humans. And we heard a couple of weeks ago in John 17 that Jesus prayed that all might be one with us. So there is something in this about our faith journey that says, as humans, we are not fulfilled until we are completely in relationship with God, until we are one with our Lord. The Trinity reminds me to live out my faith as someone who is in the body of Christ, someone who is with the, Father, with, with the Father nurturing me and the Holy Spirit guiding me, living outside of the body of Christ from this idea means that I'm unfulfilled and incomplete. And I'm not sure about you, but the times that I have tried to do things in my own power, I have felt incomplete and unfulfilled. I've felt empty and lost. I might have done many things but the purpose of those things in my heart was never realised. I did not recognise the central place of God, and yet when I recognise the centrality of God, even when the accomplishments aren't huge, I still feel this greatness inside me, this joy that lifts me. And so I commend that thought to you as a parish and as an individual, that we need to stay in the body of Christ, and we need to hold ourselves and have God central to everything that we do. Even the smallest thing 
can be a great joy to us when our Lord God is part of that moment. In living out the Trinity in our lives, we must remember that we are to remain in fellowship with each other and our God. We are one in the body of Christ and need to be in relationship with each other and with God. The persons of God are not divided in love for each other. Love of each other and devotion to each other is, is the basis of the Trinity. There is no division. There is no sense of hierarchy. When we listen to the Trinity, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit all have a place and space in our spiritual lives and none of them can exist above the other because they all have different purposes. We must love each other and be devoted to each other, especially those that aren't here with us today because in some ways they're, loving, they're being loving and devoted to us because they can allow the service to go without feeling worried or anxious being here. The love between the Father, Son and Holy Spirit knows no bounds. So we are called to show no bounds to each other in how we love each other and care for each other. Very challenging thing, especially when we're called to love our enemy in the same way. No bounds. As part of my faith journey, the Trinity reminds me to love my God with all my heart, mind and soul and strength and my neighbour as myself. Because if I don't, again, I'm left empty and unfulfilled and without the truest purpose in my life. When I show love to my neighbour as God has shown it to me, I don't walk away feeling any anxiety or any worry. And yet, how many times do we have that sense where we're not loving our neighbour and we're worried about seeing them the next time? Or seeing them at church. Oh, I've had an argument. Oh, gee, I'm, what, what will happen at church? Or the next family gathering where you've had an argument with your brother or sister or mother or father or whoever's in your family. You see, that unfulfilled part of us grows and it festers this anxiety and worry. When we're loving each other and nurturing each other, there is no worry. We just walk past and are joyful to see each other. In living out the Trinity, we must respect that we live out the faith that we have in different ways. Jesus does not have the same purpose as the Father, and neither of these two have the same purpose of the, as the Holy Spirit. My purpose in growing the kingdom here in this parish is different to yours. Yet your way must coexist along my way as then, we, only then can we reach out to every person in the kingdom or in our parish so that we, like God, can restore all of creation back to, back to the Trinity. We must pray for each other's success in having a relationship with God and commend each other to God in the most challenging of times. We might disagree with our brother or sister on how they're releasing the gospel into their context. But if they're doing it in the spirit, then we pray for them and help them to find the best path forward for whatever they're trying to do. And sometimes when we disciple and minister and do mission, we have a go at something. 
and we've kind of got it wrong and we go this way. It's a bit of a, it's a, bit of a movement and that's going to be part of my journey here in the parish for the next little while is kind of finding where that sweet spot is that we all can sit and enjoy worship and be great worshippers. But it doesn't mean that I'm your enemy and it doesn't mean that we have to disagree. It just means that we love each other and you pray for me to be able to do that quicker. Love each other generously because the Trinity loves each other generously. In living out the Trinity, we must understand that we have the power of God to, to be active in the world. From creation until now, the us is working with power and influence throughout every part of the world to draw all of creation to God. We too must be a people that are drawing all those in our care to God and have the power of the Holy Spirit to do so. I wrote a note here to just talk about when, when I shepherd people. It's those moments when you're just walking down the street and, so, and God says, go, go over there and just say hello. And you do that and all of a sudden a conversation starts and something happens. You too have the promptings of the Holy Spirit to live out your life, to do your truest purpose. And someone that you might be shepherding or helping or making connections with could be waiting for you because the Holy Spirit's already there, waiting for you to go and say hi. And can I suggest there's a certain flavour to it. I don't, know if you, um, I don't know if you've ever had that experience where you've just said, I need to talk to them. You go over and you cuddle them and they're, oh, I just needed that cuddle. There's a certain flavour to the work of the Holy Spirit because it brings joy and peace and love. It never brings anxiety. And when you follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit to shepherd people in your life, it's an amazing experience when God has already gone before you and you're just catching up. So can I encourage you in your faith journey to just follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit? There's a little prompting and you kind of a bit scared? We always do that. We always get a bit scared the first time. Or if you're a seasoned person of the Holy Spirit, then can I encourage you just to keep doing it because you become a person with great testimony for us to follow. Whilst we might not be able to bear or understand the doctrine of the Spirit, we can certainly look to the Trinity as an example of how to grow our faith. As I said, these are only a few select examples and I'm sure if you sit down with it today and reflect further, you'll find another example that's opened up for you, for your particular place in the kingdom and your particular ministry in your context. Use it, follow it, see where it takes you. And if you need to sort of adjust it as you go along, well, do it with joy because God is working through you for someone's greater purpose. Today I am calling on you to live out your Trinitarian life by faith in God. And this is a holy and righteous thing to do before God. To be Christ-like, to look to the Father for promptings, to allow the Holy Spirit to give you strength. This is all a good and a holy and righteous thing to do. But we know that it is subject to the chain of events that we read in Paul today. There is always the temptation to quit when things become too hard or when we're taken out of our comfort zone and a bit scared 
Sometimes we might not be able to sustain the energy that we need to do what the Trinity is calling us to do. Or sometimes we might just forget what the end goal of all this is, which is to bring people back to God and to make sure that we ourselves are focused on God at every point of our life. Paul encourages his people by reminding them that difficulty, rather than being a cause for quitting, might be a way of having a deeper relationship with Christ. Perseverance shapes and moulds us into being more Christ-like and it allows the hope of the cross to reach all people in your circumstances. This was the encouragement for Paul's people and there is no less encouragement for us as God's people now. On this Trinity Sunday, as we go through our prayer time and trying to understand what we do as a parish, can I remind you that we have the power of heaven behind us to remove the obstacles that are in front of us. We have the hope of the resurrection always in front of us because over my shoulder you should see the cross and lift your eyes on the cross and put, it on, put, it on, put all your concerns on Jesus. We don't climb the cross to get a better view and forget who was on there but we lift the cross up to others to provide them hope and understanding. Live in that hope and give testimony to others who might be a bit lost or have forgotten what their purpose is in Christ so that we are all brought together to where we are meant to be, within the Trinity, complete and fulfilled in our human purpose.